Welcome to the Calvary Life Podcast. This is Eric Wakeling here with Matt Doan. Yes, happy to be here once again. Yes, Matt Doan, quick question. Boom, uh-huh. we're getting right to it. Okay. What are you an uh-huh. authority on? <laughs> <laughs> what thing is it that people come to you and say, and don't do no Jesus jukes here, okay? It can't be... So aside oh, no, that's like it. You've just from robbed entire, me of my only from your entire pastor life. <laughs> What's what are you an authority on? So yeah, if I would say, I guess non-pastoral things yes, is maybe yes. a way to say it. Yes, I I believe that I'm authority on how to get rid of raccoons in your attic. Okay, I'm also an authority on um, Oakland A's trivia. True, true. That's something I'm super proud of right now. I don't even know if I could ask you an Oakland A's <laughs> trivia question because yeah. I wouldn't know other than Bash Brothers yeah. era. I wouldn't know what to ask. Yeah. That's what about... are the name of the three pitchers that were like the cool ones back like a long time ago that we all liked? Oh, from Moneyball? Yeah. Yeah. Tim Hudson, Barry Zito, and Mark Mulder. Yes. That's yeah. easy. Which Barry Zito, cool story. You can get his book. <laughs> he was a wild kid, wild young man, but he became a believer. Oh, really? Um, later on in his baseball career. Wow. Um, at a church in LA. Dang. He just showed up, heard the gospel, responded, changed his whole life. Wow. So he's got a cool book, talks about it. Okay. Very Zito. Do you prefer Mark McGuire or Jose Canseco? <laughs> well, they're both on the steroids era. I know. I'm asking I'm not both super them. proud of them, but, but uh, that's why I'm not saying like McGuire you know. lives in Orange County. So I got to go Orange County boy. He lives in Orange County. See, this yeah. is where, see, you're showing your treasure trove here. You got the Zito book that was like, yeah, um, my sister unknown. ran into him at Whole Foods in Irvine. Okay. Yep. Is Jose My Seiko, sister also. Is he dead or something? Is no, he alive? He, he, he's still sadly <laughs> he's alive. Still alive. He's, he's a little interesting of a man. Post some strange things on, on social media. Matt Doan's my sister sad actually, that Jose Canseco is still alive. Okay, go on. My sister actually had the basketball player Dennis Rodman come up to her in an airport and start talking to her. What? And my brother-in-law, who my sister's married to, was in the bathroom. And he came out and he sees six foot eight Dennis Rodman full of tattoos, like talking very closely to my sister. Yeah. And so he came up and goes... Good to meet you. I'm her husband. <laughs> so <laughs> that's hilarious. It's an interesting situation. That's interesting. Um, okay, so that's probably Anyways, enough. Yeah, that's trivia. enough for me. So, what, what are you an expert at? Mm, I'm probably an expert on uh, YouTube uh-huh. knowledge uh-huh. and experience. Uh, YouTube. Oh man, I guess this is a topic we could get into a little bit, right? YouTube ticket buying used to be something I was an expert yeah, on, sad. but what it happened? has been a struggle. Yeah. So it's been a struggle. Uh, I, um, you know, so YouTube tickets went on sale last week for this whole thing they're doing in Vegas uh-huh. at the Sphere. A brand new venue. Yes. Built kind of for U2. Well, YouTube's going to open it. Okay. I would not say it was built for them now because I think it's like a billion dollars or something, okay. you know. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, it's going to be this new venue, and YouTube's opening the venue with 17 shows huh. in the fall in Vegas. But it's the only thing they're really doing this next year or so. So that's like everyone in the world is trying to come uh-huh. to those 17 shows. It's, it's a destination concert. Yes. Yeah. So I did buy some tickets with like a hotel package situation, okay. uh-huh. and then I tried to get tickets with my paid fan club member that i'm part of for the last like 20 years Wait, how much do you pay for we to be a youtube fan club member? it's like it is like 50 bucks a year or something like that <laughs> and i know you get like a little uh like a gift uh-huh. so it? sometimes it's like a vinyl like of a okay. something like little like rare vinyl pressing for you know whatever sometimes it was yeah. a t-shirt uh this year i forget it's like i don't know i forget what it's gonna be like it- a like, a, you know, something lame. And what else do you get when you're a member? Like, do you get like special insider emails? Like, hey, this is Bono. I'm thinking of you. Yeah, you definitely get that. You get, like, I just get some, uh, I have like a personalized uh, bedtime message <laughs> where he's like, hey, sleep tight, buddy. <laughs> Both interesting and creepy. <laughs> yeah. No, not, not that actually. But okay. uh, no, but the main thing that you get is uh-huh. access to these fan club pre-sales yes for tickets first crack at tickets first crack and they used to have three levels but now they only have two levels Uh people that signed up after february of this year yeah and then everyone else that had been signed up before that and that includes you so you're that includes me so i'm on the highest level level. but it used to be where it was like people that had been in it for like a long time had a higher level and i was Uh in that level Uh so i liked when there was three because there was like a extra high level (laughs) anyway i didn't get them though Shut out on all the ones I, I had asked for. 
What? You could ask for multiple nights, got shut out, got none. So there's that many insiders? Yeah, there's a ton of insiders. And then, wow. so including the insiders plus everyone that registered on Ticketmaster for the like privilege to be able to buy tickets, uh-huh. uh, just the privilege to try to buy tickets. Uh-huh. Apparently there were 1 million requests Wow, for to people to be able to buy tickets just for, able to buy them not yes, even purchase just yeah. able to buy them yeah so that's like seven and there's only 17 shows at like twenty thousand people per show so you know i'm sure you do can the do math. you're I'm sure you wait, can you do wait, the wait, math wait, on wait that. listener you have to i have to give you a picture right here eric on his is on his phone right now doing a calculated that's uh, three yes. <laughs> that's three hundred forty thousand people Wow. So can go to these shows. And a million Total. wanted to come. A million wanted the right to buy tickets, which they probably all want to buy two or more. So doing the quick, add the ones, track the three. <laughs> That's like almost 700,000 people, hardcore fans, yes. who won't get in. Yes. And you were one of those 700,000? Yes. So I did get that one night uh-huh. for that special thing. And okay. then I was very upset. Okay. Very upset about all this. You two fans are very upset about all this. Yes. Do you uh, think that might mean they might make you know, increase their shows? Uh, I don't know. They already increased it to, I thought it was, I heard, I did, I think this is about how many they were going to do is 17. Mm-hmm. So I know like the next weekend after these shows is when the new Formula One race is going to be in Vegas. Oh, wow. So I think there's no way you can do like a U2 concert and the crowds of the Formula okay. One race at the same time. Uh-huh. So that's part of why I think like we think it's like there's not, other things going on. Yeah, because yeah. I think like then they're going to start doing the other stuff yeah. too at the sphere. Yeah. So anyway, I don't know, but I did. I won't say the details of this, but I will tell a little bit of this story. So I did get a text uh-huh. from a person I know uh, from my youth and uh, uh-huh. young adult days. Okay. Who is in a famous band? Wait, what? Yes. <laughs> So I got a text from a person I know that's in a famous band, and I won't say any more detail about who this person Why is. Why not? I don't know. Is this like You're I don't protecting wanna... their identity? Yeah, I'm protecting them. And okay, what if can I have three guesses? And if I'm right, you have to say yes. No, because no, we're not doing this game. No, let me just try. Okay, fine. <laughs> Howie from In um, Sync. <laughs> First of all. Is there a guy named Howie in NSYNC? Because, I mean, the answer is no, it's not that guy. But yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I forgot, though. I'm not saying yes or no. Okay. But I don't even know if there's a Howie in NSYNC. <laughs> <laughs> is there? All right. Next okay. next, next guess. Yeah. Um, Mick Jagger, Rolling Stones. Oh, that's a good guess. Mick Jagger and I. I think a lot of people have heard that we, we hang out occasionally. <laughs> yeah. That's a good guess. Okay. Um, I'll say... Uh, AJ Torres from the Josh Royal Waffen Band. Yeah, I do know him, huh? Could be him. You never know. Could be AJ. <laughs> Could be a text from AJ. Okay. But yeah, so a text from somebody that said they saw that I was sad because I publicly posted on my Instagram stories that I was like really upset yeah, about all this. You missed out. Was, you were one of those. Yeah. I think I was just trying to tell the world that. Processing it. Processing it. Like we do in 2023. Online. Yeah, online. And, you know. It worked out. Wow. So this person said they're going to try and hook me up somehow. Okay. So, so to recap the story here, Eric's yep. an expert at U2 stuff. Oh, yeah. He what thought are you he was an on? expert or authority at concert ticket buying. He was not, but he is an expert in having a friend who's a famous in a famous band. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. There you go. Maybe that's the key to being an expert <laughs> so on anything. So you borrowed the authority the th- oh, of yeah. your famous friend. There you go. So that's like this whole thing. Wow. Matt Down, you're... Just so you know, listener, Matt Doan has a look on his face. Of, I'm pretty happy. Yeah, he's very happy about that point. And it, because he should be, because it's a really good one. Um, into the like context of the passage we talked about on Sunday, that it was like talking about Jesus's authority, and he has been sent by the Father, and then we are sent out by Jesus, right, mm-hmm. as his disciples were, and we are into the world to make disciples, and but authority is only as good as sort of the power that backs it. Sure. Right. And so this, uh, this authority is this, this person has the authority of the power yeah. of their, uh, of their famous so band. Y- yeah. Your friend <laughs> yeah. got you in somehow yes. to get tickets to this concert based on his authority. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. eh? Wow. I like that. Yeah. I wish I had some friends that were famous bands. Do you have any famous friends? No. <laughs> 
we only have like Calvary adjacent famous people that we know that are kind of like the famous people of Calvary, uh, yeah, Calvary yeah, connected yeah. Yeah, in some sure. way. Um, yeah, it's interesting. That's actually like the only way I get tickets to anything these days. <laughs> uh, that's great. So what you've learned so far is we're not authority on much. I know. I think I'm an author. I'm a, I'm a growing authority on endurance sports. Okay. Uh huh. I'm not really an authority on it though. I just know stuff. Okay. So we're 17 minutes in and we hear our first Iron Man reference. <laughs> Well, you went Oakland A's in three minutes. <laughs> By the way, your Golden State Warriors are yes. going up against the Los Angeles Lakers probably the first day this this podcast right. we're drops. Gonna, we're going to be frenemies for about seven, eight days. I know. So I was actually really bummed that the Kings didn't win that series. Not because I'm against your Warriors. Right. Okay. But because I wanted the Lakers to be able to just punish the Kings again. <laughs> Just again, the Lakers to destroy oh. and just destroy all their hopes like for the happiness. Shaq days, right? Kobe and Shaq yeah, days dude. when they beat Robert the Robert Ory just, yeah, just bombs, yeah, bombs away. I think that was even the um, that like zero point four seconds game. Yeah. Maybe it was against the Kings yeah. with Derek Fisher. Yeah. So yeah. okay, dilemma already. <laughs> I've looked this up. Oh yes. If the Lakers Warriors game goes to seven games, oh, which no. it really could. Yeah. Game seven is scheduled for Mother's Day afternoon. <laughs> That's terrible. Oh, every man. every basketball fan in uh, America is going to be struggling with what to do. Wow. So yeah. I think preemptively. Yeah. And my wife is now a faithful listener to this podcast. She is. Faithful listener? Yeah, she has an hour, poor thing. She has an hour commute right now in her work. Oh. So she's just so bored that. She finally that this to she's willing to, to listen to this. Well, I think Do you it's think by, she's fast forwarding right now. That, but also <laughs> I think she listens to everything else she can at the beginning of the week, and then by the end of the week she just listens to us. But um, anyway, I'm already putting some preemptives. Like, oh. hey, we should maybe do a Mother's Day brunch right after church. <laughs> just kind of just putting some stuff out there. So I'm out. Like I'm out because we already have plans for Mother's Day. Okay. And we are going to a concert of a band that my kids love and B kind of likes too. And so we're all going to this concert up at the Greek theater on wow. Mother's, Mother's Day night of a band called Hippocampus. <laughs> <laughs> Raise your hand if you've never heard of Hippocampus. Right, right. It's kind of like this like indie band that's getting bigger. I mean, they're playing at the Greek. Pretty bold they would have a Mother's Day concert. Mother's Day concert. So yeah, this was a... This was actually my suggestion huh. to do this on Mother's Day uh -huh. as like, hey, this could be something fun we do that's not just yeah, Ed, like an adventure that you go somewhere. And yeah, like a little something to do. We're gonna go eat at Grand Central Market. Yeah, you in keep LA. the kids kind of focused on doing something. Mm -hmm. Yes, exactly. So that's great. Anyway, so yeah, that Golden State Warriors Lakers. Boom. Now let's I know what go. you're saying. Just record it and watch it later. <laughs> but some of us don't have those. Uh, abilities i don't know how to record stuff <laughs> and you just find out stuff now you can't i know you can't go like a day and not know oh so this is what's good about being a fan of formula one racing and uh -huh. soccer in america uh -huh. because less people talk about those sports and so on sunday morning i don't find out uh -huh. nobody tells me who won the race on sunday because yeah. nobody cares except yeah. like me and five other people in the room <laughs> Isn't that awesome? Now, as Formula One races, they typically have the big day is Sunday. Sunday mornings most okay. of the time. This Sunday is like a is in Miami, uh -huh. so this race is in Miami, so it's actually at twelve thirty. Oh. So I'm excited about that because it's after church. Wait, dumb question. I thought Formula One was in Europe. So Formula One is global. Okay, so they do some U.S. legs There's too. Now, so this it used to be only one race in America uh -huh. in Austin, Texas. Uh -huh. This last year they started Miami. Huh. This year they are also having Vegas. Wow! So there's be three races in America now because of Drive to Survive yeah. has made this it's a, a phenomenon, super, yeah. super popular sport in America. Yeah, that's cool. So maybe there's like there'll be like ten people at church that yeah. want to talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> but if every church in America had ten people, it's kind of a lot of people. That's why I love following the Oakland A's. Same same <laughs> same, same principle as that. Oh, should we process this? What? The Las Vegas A's. Oh, yeah. Same time we mentioned Las Vegas a lot, huh? Yeah. I know. I don't know, man. Sad. I don't know if I'll still follow them. I mean, it's technically it's an hour closer <laughs> drive. Oh, yeah. But the Oakland A's represent to me my growing up years in the Bay Area. And yep. so if they're somewhere else, it just doesn't quite 
feel or mean the same. Do you want me to tell you my experience as someone that's had this happen to me as a child? Yeah, because you had the Rams move. The Rams right? moved to St. Louis. What'd yes. you do? Do you still follow them when they're in St. Louis? I abandoned. Ooh. So I am, <laughs> I am a. So my whole thing is I'm a home team fan. Uh-huh. Like, so if the home team leaves, they're no longer the home team. Yeah. So for that season, I was a Chargers fan. Yeah. Because that was the closest, the closest I could get. One. Yeah. Yeah. So that's like my philosophy of okay. fandom. Of yep. fandom. Uh, now for soccer, it's a little different, I guess, but yeah. it's like, I don't know, I guess I sort of root for the galaxy, but I don't really care. Yeah. Um, but it's also like if your home team was like the double a baseball sure. team or yeah. something. So anyway, but, uh, yeah. So, so here's your question. Uh huh. If you had to pick between, th- I'm gonna give you three, I'll give you four options. Okay. Okay. You could either go stick with the A's in uh-huh. Vegas, uh-huh. or you could go with the Giants, uh-huh. which seems hard because it's like rival. Yeah, I never would do that. Never would do Giants. Nope. Okay. Even though that's closer to Santa Cruz. Where I you hate grew the up. Giants. Okay, okay. So then you could also go with either the Angels or the Dodgers. Yep. Whew. Or the Padres, I guess. You could have yeah, five. New Padres. Okay, so that's your choice. Is anyone, is, are we losing half our audience right now? No, I think this is a really important okay. topic. Uh, <laughs> I would say I've had a dilemma with raising my kids to root. Not for the team that's two exits from our house, yeah. but someone that's like six hours away. Mm-hmm. So I think I would definitely go Angels. So they're just here. They're in the backyard. Jordan, timestamp this thing, dude. <laughs> this is like monumental. I, I need to, can I somehow just even request like some sort of pull out of this for social media? Well, here's how I, I think too, is that I always <laughs> love the underdog. No matter what it is, I'll always root for the team or the person or the player that seems like they don't have the chance to win. Oh, so the Angels? <laughs> so it seems like, <laughs> it seems like they, so that's the Dodgers. You know, I work for the Dodgers. I got a paycheck from the Dodgers. Oh, I should true. be loyal to them, but they just have so much money. It just feels like it's an easy yeah. Team, they're always going to be in the running, but the Angels, wow, poor Angels. Poor Angels. Do you know one of the owners of the Dodgers is the owner of the Chelsea Football Club? No, I didn't know that. Yeah, Todd Bowley. Oh, wow. Yeah, we kind of don't like him right now. <laughs> He's doing a bad job. Okay. <laughs> All right, let's move back into authority. Yeah, going through Luke yeah. chapter four. Yep. 31 to 41. We've made our way through, if you remember Luke 4, it's the opening of the scroll in the synagogue in Jesus' hometown of Nazareth. The response of what happened when the people kind of understood what he was claiming to. Yep. And now we move into his ministry begins, right? Yeah. So he's... He goes into it. Like, so we've, yeah, come out of Nazareth. Now we're into Capernaum, Mm -hmm. which you have been to Capernaum, into the synagogue, where this story happened... You've literally stood on the ground where it happened. Guys, we're going to be dialing up an Israel trip, I believe, next 20, 2024, next year. It's April 1st, 2024. If you have any means, opportunity to go, yeah. do it. Yeah. It is. I know we've said this several times here on the pod, but it's just it's just life-changing to sit in a place like Capernaum. Yeah. It's like, and this is, as, as I said, this is one of those places where it's not somewhere near here or likely here right. or whatever it is like straight up this plot of land yeah. is where a demon was cast out yeah not it's, very big right the jesus, whole area and jesus literally taught yeah not mm. not big at all it's pretty incredible and um so it's it's uh it's pretty great and i love this area and the other thing i didn't get to say on sunday about that the area a couple things about it actually mm. one is it's like maybe a hundred yards to the water. Yeah. I mean, it's super close to the water. Yeah. I mean, maybe not even a hundred yards, right? Like it's mm-hmm. super close. And so it's kind of interesting how they built the synagogue. Just, I mean, it's if, if it, the synagogue was built, like, I don't know, you know, across the street from the Huntington pier. Right. You know, <laughs> I mean, it's literally right. Like right there. Yeah. So it's pretty wild. Like that's, and that was like such a core part of the city. Yeah. Well, uh, the synagogue would be the center, right? Yeah. Um, even if it wasn't directly in the center of the city, it'd be like the place where a lot of stuff happened. Yeah. Yeah, it is. I haven't thought about that, that it was so close to the water. I know. I mean, real close. And even like where Peter's mother, where they think, mm-hmm. and this one's a little more <laughs> likely to mm-hmm. be, there's some ruins there, and I didn't show these. I actually had this picture on mm. my in my slides until Sunday morning. I deleted it. Okay. <laughs> just because it was just going to be too much content um, for all the other things we were doing that day. But um, they have this spot where they think Peter's mother-in-law's house was. And the reason they think it was this place is because they think it was highly likely that that's where the church began uh-huh. and there's markings found from the first century in this house that mm. were like 
Christian, both, I think it's like there's both like a menorah and a cross or something mm. crazy like that. Like mm-hmm. I have to look it up to remember the details, but um, it's, there's, there's that kind of stuff yeah. in there, which is pretty wild. It is. Um, so it's cool. So, you, you know, you can go and be, and see all this kind of stuff there. But this story, like I said on Sunday, it's not about the place. It's about the person. Right. One real quick thing though, on oh, yeah. verse 31, <laughs> you know, it casually says, Jesus went to Capernaum, town in Galilee, taught there in the synagogue every Sabbath day. Every Sabbath so day. So can you imagine? You're like, oh, who's who's your teacher at your synagogue? <laughs> Camille. Oh, yeah, who's yeah. yours? <laughs> Jesus of Nazareth. <laughs> I've heard of awesome. that guy. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty wild. And I wonder like for how long that meant, because it's right. like, obviously it wasn't like oh, always, long. always. Yeah. yeah but um, but that's kind of an interesting um, story there. Mm-hmm. And so this guy was just in there mm-hmm. who had a demon. <laughs> and like, by the way, it doesn't say this guy rushed in. Mm. It doesn't say this guy stormed the service. It was like he was just there like yeah. already. So he was kind of part of this synagogue. And I don't know, it's kind of like... um yeah, just because you go to church, quote unquote, or just because you go to right. synagogue doesn't mean that nothing like this can happen. Or mm-hmm. we do have some, I mean, there's all sorts of different thoughts on this kind of like, what is possession? Sure. What does it mean to be just, what is it like being oppressed or influenced by right. demons or like possessed? Right. And I think some of this is a little more like, this is feels like different where like a voice of a demon's like right. coming out of a guy. Well, also like, so we live in the church age. So post-resurrection yeah. of Jesus, Jesus promised the helper, the Holy Spirit to come in yeah. us. He who is in us is greater than the world. Yeah. So there's a sense that a possession of a, a true believer in Jesus Christ, I don't think can happen. Right. And yet the bothering or oppression of yeah. a believer, is that possible? And what's the difference? I guess we could talk a little bit about that. But yeah. now this is pre-Holy Spirit being in everybody too. Totally. totally. So this is, we're still under the old covenant at this moment. So. Yeah. Yeah, you wonder, could someone be a faithful synagogue attender yeah. and yet have messed around with something or invited something into yep. them yep. in a way that allowed them to be demon-possessed? I mean, obviously it's happening. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. I like that that language that some people use of like, they you, you like make agreements with the enemy. Right. Because we like make these small agreements with the enemy that we mm-hmm. sort of like agree that I'm worthless or that mm-hmm. I, God can't. God couldn't even help me or, you know, these are like the smaller agreements that we make. And then all of a sudden it's like, uh, you know, then there's like the crazy stuff that you like occultic practices sure. or whatever that, yeah. that could be that are kind of like these major agreements. More overt stuff. Yeah. yeah. More overt. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I think it's most of the time it's the more subversive kind of stuff mm-hmm. because the enemy is a deceiver and a liar and, yep. and trying to come in and bring those lies. And I, I even... That's like why I wanted to say that about how it's so important, mm-hmm. how Jesus is just like, be quiet. It's, yeah. It's like, don't, he's like, Jesus didn't want him to speak the truth or a lie. Right. <laughs> right. Cause he's like, yeah. Anyway, these demons know the truth. Yeah. And, uh, and you wonder too, in this situation, ultimately, yeah, he started with truth, but it was going to be twisted. Yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> it's crazy how this whole, these parts that you're very familiar with, but these parts about how the demons would yes. want to shout out about who right. Jesus is, right? Yeah. Um, like saying, you're the son of God or yeah. saying like, you know, I know who you are. Yeah. Like, why are you here to destroy us? Um, yeah. So like these demons know, these are a couple of things I couldn't say on Sunday. Uh, the demons know that Jesus is capable of destroying them. Hmm. They, that Jesus is known by them, mm-hmm. right? Jesus is the Holy one of God. It mm-hmm. says, uh, these are out of the words of demons mm-hmm. uh, and that Jesus is the son of God. And mm-hmm. then Jesus himself says though, that doesn't, because they know he was the Messiah. I think it's mm-hmm. the very last verse mm-hmm. uh, because they know he was the Messiah. He told them to be quiet or mm-hmm. whatever to, or, you know, he shut them up. Yeah. And uh, so th- these are all things like known Amazing. by the by demons, by the demonic realm. Right. Um, it's interesting too. Like I've heard people like wonder, like, I don't, I can't remember if it was us talking about this mm-hmm. or somebody else, but like, uh, demons aren't necessarily omniscient or omnipresent. They're not right. everywhere and they don't know everything. Right. So they can, they're they, limited. They're limited. Like, so like when we think like, even when we pray in our head to God, but do we need to speak out loud hmm. to like rebuke a demon, let's say, or Mm -hmm. speak out loud to rebuke the enemy Mm -hmm. because they can't, can they read our thoughts? Mm -hmm. 
I don't know, but it does seem like they can like influence our thoughts. Yeah. Because if they're like bringing this like demonic deception, does that have to be through another source or can that be with some sort of like temptation or something? Like, you know, I'm, I don't I'm know. not saying that, you know, yeah. yeah. Cause it's yeah. like, I don't really know. Yeah. There's, there's some mystery. Like we talked on Sunday, you talked about the scene in the unseen realm. Um, both are there. Mm-hmm, <laughs> it's mm-hmm. not like one is, um, I guess, um, I don't even know how you said it, but like, they both are reality. Right. And yet there's so many mysteries about the unseen realm. Yeah. So that's one of them right there. Of like, yeah, yeah, totally. What type of influence does the enemy have with us? Whether it's just obser- observational. Yeah. Or if it is some type of intuitional thing. Yeah. Or even just I can invade you. Right. I, that one I kind of pause at, at least for the believer, it feels like. But they're not possessing you to put true. thoughts in your head. Yeah. I don't know. It's interesting. Yeah. Because I do think demons can influence or deceive believers mm-hmm. or whatever it, the whole like possession is such a weird thing especially in these bible like these bible stories mm-hmm. the bible stories almost feel more like the crazy movie situations <laughs> right you know than like what we actually sort of see and experience right but i have like seen and experienced gnarly stuff me dude. too and you have to like i mean we even had that yeah. guy come into back in the day came into youth group with like a knife and yep. was like saying crazy yep. stuff but it was like more demonic yeah not just uh, mentally disturbed, yep. right? I mean, yep. we would say, yes, he was mentally disturbed. However, I think it was a, de- a demon within that guy that came into youth group. Yep. And then I had, like, I've told these stories before, but like a gnarly story when I was in college helping lead like youth group stuff at my old church. And this, like my youth, the, the high school youth pastor, like started praying for this guy and said like, Chuck, I want you to come and be prayed over. I'll just do first name since I already said his first name, but, uh, um, but, uh, he's like, come forward for prayer. And the guy's like, no, I don't want to. And he asked him again, like a little while later, come forward for prayer. And he said, no, I don't want it. It's like a long, mm-hmm. long kind of worship time. And then, it, and he said, it get, like, Hey, come forward for, for prayer now. And the guy like stood up and like, almost like growled wow. and like ripped his shirt, like yeah. literally tore his shirt off of his body. Yeah. And then like everybody like the, like my the pastor was like everybody pray yeah and then he like came up and like prayed these kind of like intense sort of yeah. deliverance type prayer very authoritative yeah in the name of Jesus of Nazareth kind of authoritative prayer right and then the guy just after that prayer he just like passed out to the ground mm. and we had to like pick him up and put him in bed and he woke up in the morning and he like didn't have memory of like mm-hmm. the last day yeah and it was just like intense yeah. stuff right yeah. So this is a good like podcast story, right? right? You know, um, but yeah, so this stuff's real. And I know even like Desiree has talked a lot about like mm-hmm. some like real stories that have happened, mm-hmm. even where she had to like kind of like crawl up on somebody and yeah. like um, lay hands and pray over them in like super intense ways. So there's, you know, lots of different kinds of rat, yeah. more radical expressions, even around here. Yeah. Whereas we I, all, yeah, go ahead. I was even going to say with that, okay, you go. I think I've been in ministry for 23 years. So pastoring people and, yeah. and with that, you come across both the most celebratory times and also the hardest, darkest yeah. times. And so I've just seen in just my limited role in this church that it seems like some of the supernatural, even spiritual warfare things of the unseen realm are starting to manifest themselves more mm, mm-hmm. here in our Western world. You always have heard yes, stories in the yes. past of like, oh, in Africa, the spiritual world is just kind of there. Everybody acknowledges it, or even in Latin America. But it does seem like it's coming more yeah. to this area, which maybe I don't that yeah. like end times type stuff. Like there's some prophecies about mm. things like that happening. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it does. I don't know from your perspective if you've seen that too in the last couple decades. Yeah, possibly. Um, yeah, possibly. I, yeah, I'm not sure, but I feel like, yes. I wonder if it's like, are we more susceptible to that? Mm. Is there something of, was there, is there something of like with the decline of Christianity and maybe it becoming more cultural Christianity with Uh many people, um, versus like a true faith, I would say that I wonder if it's like, we're more susceptible to that demonic right. stuff. Yeah. Um, you know, and, yep. and also we've sort of invited in our world more of like, maybe that's occultic stuff or just mm-hmm. uh, very far from God kind of, kind, mm-hmm. kind of things that, that might've been involved in more sort of what you'd think of as like animism of, right. you know, certain parts of yeah, Africa I think that's true. or South America. And now we're seeing that more here in like different kind of ways, but yep. there's more I, sort of false God worship here and, and, yep. 
Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I think the West, the enemy's tactic in the West traditionally in the last few decades feels like it's been to ignore him. Yeah. Yep. And so that's been the, yep. the, a success plan, if you will. Yeah. Yeah. But it does seem as we're heading towards just yeah. <laughs> yeah, like just what you said of, of Christianity, having to take a stand for what you believe in mm-hmm. a way that's not always culturally popular. It does yeah. seem like there's been some more boldness on the enemy's part yeah. to manifest himself, which Again, that kind of goes into the authority, and that's it's an encouraging part of this passage and what we're going to read a bunch in Luke. Totally. About totally. the delegation of authority that Jesus has given his people. Yeah, yeah. And so we know Jesus is the one with the power, mm-hmm. right? We know God, and we are, know as believers we're indwelled with the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. We know he's said to us, you are like... You are princes. If you are children of God, that means if God's the king, you're a prince or a princess, mm-hmm. right? Like at some level. So it's like the authority in the realm, right? Mm-hmm. The authority in the kingdom. If you're actually a child of the king and we believe that we are, then do we have this sort of prince-like authority, Yeah, you know, which is kind of an interesting thing to think about. Um, that's like a little more sort of implicit, I think, in like, or it's like more what just you get from the sense that we see the Bible call us children of God, mm-hmm. right? And we are heirs. So if we're these heirs that are, it's kind of crazy when it's like co-equal heirs. It's just like, what? How's yeah, that possible? I don't get that. <laughs> uh, but that's the Bible. It's not me, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but uh, anyway, but in that role, we have like some sort of authority. And then we're sent out. Mm-hmm. We're sent out to primarily make disciples, yeah. right? And baptizing them in the name of Jesus, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, um, but then it's like you get the stories like you, we were talking about earlier about Luke 10, mm-hmm. um, where Jesus is sending them out and he's sending them out with authority, to like do miracles. Right. Uh, and so they're like out doing miracles again, is this like the, what's the purpose of those miracles, right? Like where I really tried to get into that and we can talk more about that in a little bit, but, yeah. but we are sent out with some form of authority. Yeah. I don't know. It's how does that make you feel? <laughs> it's humbling. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, one, just knowing who the authority that that we serve is, which is Jesus Christ, our Lord, our master, and that he would entrust us yeah. with um, some authority temporarily. Yeah. It's just humbling to yeah. think through of like, who are we, Lord, that you would trust us mm-hmm. in that? Mm-hmm. You know, you think about like, if you leave your house and you're like, hey, would you come house it for me? Yeah. It's kind of like an honor, right? Like, oh, yeah. you're trusting someone with yeah. your precious yeah. home and your stuff. And, and so in a way, it just feels so humbling that Jesus would say, you know, I'm, I'm giving you authority to, uh, to live out the mission yeah. that I've created. Yeah. And it's like, man, who am I? Who are we to even sure. have a small role in this? Yeah. Does it do, I hope it does more than make you humble because mm-hmm. humble's good, but I don't think he's giving you authority so that you can then just sort of have a feeling of humility. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I just, I'm curious of like, does it do something else for you? You know, I don't know. Yeah. I'm not trying to like make you think. Yeah, I think uh, humility, maybe the thing that you could think about is, oh, well, that that means I'm passive or I'm shy to use that authority. Right. I think what I mean is just like, man, I feel unworthy. It's it's like, who are we, right? Yes, yes. But then, yeah, to step into authority is to live in the confidence that the king has... Um, said, I'm giving this to you right, and right. you need to live it out. <laughs> right, right. Exactly. Exactly. Because I agree with you with the humbling. I just think it's got to like not stop there, you know, mm-hmm. like, or, mm-hmm. or that's like, or is that like the end or something? Because mm-hmm. I think when you send, when you give authority to someone, like, let's say, like if we think of like a medieval movie or whatever, mm-hmm. and the king like gives authority to this messenger to go out. Right. And he could be like, wow, I'm just so honored, you know? Yeah. But he also has to feel like, you know, no, I've got, you got a lead. <laughs> I've also got like a troop of soldiers probably with right. me to go out and do this message. And yeah, I got a lead. And mm-hmm. yeah, so that's kind of, I don't know. I just try to like think about that too. Cause I feel like I want, I want us to be humble mm-hmm. and I want us to be bold. Mm-hmm. So there's this interest. They're like these two. Cause like, like you said, it's like, it seems like they're conflicting mm-hmm. like emotions or conflicting like postures, let's right. say, but it's like, but, but they're both like the right posture. Right. So it's like an interesting concept to think about humility and confidence. It is and like even just a bigger picture of walking with Christ as a believer in him is we walk with such humility and submission to him. Yeah. And yet, just as you re- said earlier, but the fact that also we are sons and daughters of the King yeah. and to have our right yeah. identity yeah. placed in that 
And so it's like, we kind of need to like balance those out. I guess there's times when probably even my life, I could err on one side or the other. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. I deserve this. Right, right, Or right. I don't deserve this at all, so I'm not going to step into right. the places that God's called me to to be the light into darkness. Yeah, yeah, it's interesting. Because I do think it's like, because we don't deserve it, but we do have it. Yeah. That's like an interesting concept to me, at least. I feel like I've said interesting like 10 times in the last two minutes. <laughs> well, it is. Uh, <laughs> it's, a, it's an appropriate word, But right? just trying to process that um, for how we should respond to it. Um, yeah. Cause it's hard to, it is. And Luke 10, I mean, we'll get into this in a few months or so when we finally get there, but <laughs> yeah, it talks about, year. you know, like <laughs> the disciples are given authority by Jesus. They return to him and they're like, it worked. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but then he does kind of like, Hey, but don't rejoice in this mm-hmm. rejoice that your name's written in the book of life. Yes. And yes, uh, yes. so it's kind of like giving them some perspective here. Like, yeah. Okay. Still be humble. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's good. Yeah. And I think that's where it's like, not, it's, it doesn't lack humility until you think it's about you. Yes. Right. Or like it's, yeah, exactly. And you talked about that on Sunday. Right. It's not my power. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Don't get um, wrapped up in the, I think you said miracles or the yeah, power, that too. Yeah. Um, but remember who the source is. Yeah. And are you as amazed at the teachings of Jesus as you are at the miracles of Jesus? Yeah, that's good. So, cause this, it's pretty cool in this passage, it mm-hmm. literally says both amazed and authority a couple, like about mm-hmm. both things. Mm-hmm. It's like, they're amazed at his teaching cause it had authority. And then it's like, they're amazed at his miracles cause it showed he had authority or whatever. Right. You know? Yeah. It's such an interesting <laughs> passage in that way. Yeah. Um, how they're both amazed at the authority. Yeah. Um, yeah. Luke's Luke doesn't waste a word in this gospel. Like every word has some meaning to uh-huh, it, doesn't it? Uh-huh. Huh. And you think like the high schooler or whatever, that's like writing their paper and they're like, yeah, I don't, I have authority. I don't have to cite sources. <laughs> you know, I don't have to give references. And you're like, no, no, you actually do because you have no authority. Right. Like you, you, you're not an expert at this, <laughs> yeah. but when you become, you know, Michael Jordan writes a basketball book, right? He doesn't, he doesn't have to cite sources. He just says, this is how you do it. This is, yeah. I can speak from my own experience. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, what else was on the cutting room floor from Sunday? So when you think about the demons, uh-huh. right, then you've got these other passages, like it's, I think it's James two nineteen, mm-hmm. which is that verse that's like even demons believe and shudder. Yeah. Uh, so cool that you believe, but belief isn't the only thing. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, faith is not simply belief. Right. Simply. And, and by belief, we mean like, I have mental knowledge of Jesus is God. Yeah. Right. Right. <laughs> I believe that he is God. Now it's interesting because verses like, uh, Romans 10, nine, if you confess with your mouth, Jesus as Lord, and believe in your heart I'm that doing the motions. God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Yeah. Uh, and then it kind of goes on to even speak more about how, how all that works and yeah. how you're saved. Um, and like for it is by grace, you've been saved through faith. Mm-hmm. And so faith it's interesting. It's God keeps saying interesting. I gotta stop it's okay. This. We, Jordan can delete that. Okay. <laughs> he usually deletes. I don't know if you guys all know my this, likes but yeah, and ums. No, and... I, I usually have like 30 more minutes of conversation, but he always deletes mine. <laughs> well, he only deletes the heresy. <laughs> yeah, true. <laughs> Just kidding. Uh, but yeah, yeah. So it's like, so this is a very sort of debated thing. It was mm-hmm. even uh, discussed on the wrong podcast this week. Well, uh, which is one of our favorite podcasts to listen to. You should listen to that. Fourth week in a row we've plugged that. Oh, we forgot to do our advertisement for today. Well, okay, let's go way left field for a minute. Okay, okay. That worked because our oh. our promotion last week was Kowalski Pottery. And yes. he promises us that he's going to send us some pottery based on a mug, based yes. on our promotion. I know, isn't that incredible? So I actually have one this week too. You've got an advertisement? You want to do it right now in the middle of just yeah, talking we'll about it. Luke we'll, 4? We'll do it in the middle. Yeah, okay, we'll come we don't back mean to, to diminish the power of God's word or Luke 4, but... Uh, Trinity Bats. Oh, wow. Trinity Bats out of Fullerton, California, family-owned baseball bat company. (laughs) You can buy wooden bats. You can buy little gift bats for Father's Day. (laughs) Owned by the McKee family, who we love here at Calvary. (sighs) Yes, yes, yes. So, TrinityBats.com. I already have two bats. (laughs) I don't need another Trinity Bat. I do. That's why why you're doing it. (laughs) 
All right, Trinity Bats. Okay. Trinity Bats. Do we you have need, one? We need uh, Toyota we, Orange. We need a free. Yeah, there you go. There you go. Uh, whatever realty, you know. Yeah, yeah. I'll take a <laughs> take a house. No, um, yeah, that's a good one. No, no, I don't, I don't. We don't need to do more than one per show. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I like that. Okay, Trinity Bats. Yeah, I've got two. I've got one that's one of those Blem bats that uh-huh. uh, we've used in a talk. Uh-huh. And then I got oh, yeah. one that has like a Calvary logo on it. Uh-huh. That uh, that was made for me. So that's yeah. excellent. I know, isn't that cool? Yeah, I guess you I guess you're good. Yeah, I'm good. <laughs> I'm good on. But Matt Doan needs it. But do you need a Trinity bat that's more in the uh, high school freshman yes. size? Yes, thirty-three thirty. If I could. <laughs> okay, ask there we one. go. Specifically okay. thirty-three thirty. Okay. All right, Trinity bats. But uh, you know, I don't know if the Kowalski pottery though. It's kind of like my. <laughs> Kind of like my famous guy, U2 tickets. Until I get the tickets in hand. <laughs> no, you until I get the pottery in hand. Yeah, a lot of promises. Huh? I really like a All wide right. base. Just kidding. All right. <laughs> we'll get in this in Q&A. But, okay. Okay. So, Luke. Oh, Ford. yeah. What was I talking about? <laughs> uh, the even, oh, demons even demons believe. believe. Oh, yeah. So, faith is, an, is and I was talking about the wrong podcast. Because they because Tim McMahon, the host of that podcast, brought up this whole crazy thing that this church did mm-hmm. that posted this video that said, Hey, we believe that you actually do need works to be saved. Mm-hmm. And they said, we'll give you, if you come to our church and disprove us, we'll give you $25,000. Crazy. <laughs> and so it was this whole wild thing, which uh, really, though, gets down to, um, I, I don't know, what he was saying on there is like basically what he thinks they think is it's just like the word faith or the the word believe in an ancient context. Their definition of it. Definition uh-huh. of that word is always includes action. Yep. Faith always includes action. It's not just mental assent, yeah. you know, of that this thing is real, but it mm-hmm. also includes acting on that. So faith without works is dead mm-hmm. because you the faith, you know, if it doesn't have the works, is not real, is what right. they would say. But right. it's not. A, but we, but we don't believe in a quote unquote works based yeah. salvation. But they're trying to just be a little bit like cheeky you know, about it, yeah, yeah. controversial. To get so would likes. you say like back to Romans ten too on that? It's yeah. like confess in your mouth that Jesus is Lord, believe in your heart that He's risen from the dead. Maybe even demons would believe that Jesus raised from the dead. They've right. witnessed it, but they couldn't confess that He's their Lord, that He's their Master. That they've submitted to Him, right? So it's not. like they, the whole passage mm-hmm. they they wouldn't ascend to, or. Mm-hmm. Um, but even to. like, so a lot of people say though that like belief in Jesus as Lord is a work, huh. whereas trust in his work mm-hmm. is salvation mm-hmm. and then belief in him as lord is a as a work that confirms that faith oh boy because it's called that whole lordship salvation thing, right you know right. yeah you so, can get into some dicey waters with that yeah yeah um because you're never good enough in that sense right okay, if if i have to prove that jesus is lord over every my life that means i have to read more do more pray more yeah it's always more and more and more and i'm just never certain yep yep Exactly. And so, yeah, it's all about the work of God. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So God's work in us. And that's why we both believe mm-hmm. in predestination and God's choosing of us. Right. It's just like we've talked about before. I also believe in free will and how those combine <laughs> in Molinism. Yeah. We're going to talk. We're going to do a whole episode on that because I had someone ask me about that this week from last week's pod. I got texts that were like, I can't believe Matt Doan's a Calvinist. That's <laughs> <laughs> uh, so fun. That's good. Yeah, that's really good. But they, but people are like, but I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> about what I'm talking about. Yes. <laughs> I still think it's the ultimate. But whatever. Uh, okay. So yeah. So even demon believe, even demons believe in mm-hmm. shudder, uh, all that. So it's important to just think like we need to be placing our trust in Christ, mm-hmm. and that. We need forgiveness, right? Yeah. We need saving, and then he saves us. And like, so that's different. And the demons don't don't want that, right? They're they're like rejecting him. They know who he is, and yet still reject him. Right? They believe in who he is, yep. But they reject him, yep. So, and I think that we all would agree that people can reject Christ, mm-hmm. right? So, even if you feel like the free gift of salvation is being offered to you, you don't. If you reject that gift, okay, mm-hmm. that's on you know that's your choice. Mm-hmm. And so a lot of people even think like, well, that's like God is honoring you by saying you have the ability to reject that gift. Yeah. Or else we're just like robots being yeah. programmed by God's like AI in the sky. Right. Uh, <laughs> right. Uh-huh. Um, so uh, I do think it's interesting to uh, 
um, the people describe Jesus in some interesting ways mm. that might be like different than the way the demons did. So mm-hmm. the demons are like, oh no, he can destroy us. He's the Holy One. He's the Son of God, right? All that kind of stuff. But the people are like, oh, they're amazed. Yeah. Like, oh, he has authority. Yeah. They recognize that there's power in his words. Right. They recognize he has command over demons, that he's a healer. They like, they see so much more of like the good that Jesus can offer. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Well, even yeah. to pull back into Sunday's message, you talked about uh, a rabbi, a, a religious leader in this first century, their authority would be based on who taught them yeah. or um, who they quoted or referred to. So mm-hmm. you've heard it said like this, so boom, it yeah. means like this. And Jesus even kind of used some of that rhetoric in totally. the um, Surround the Mount. Yeah. But in this situation, they're amazed that he's not quoting from someone else. Uh-huh. He's literally, his very words uh-huh. are the authority yeah. that causes these demons to shudder and to ultimately leave. And yeah. like, oh, that's so good. It is. It is so good. It's so good. Do you want to get into, I think we should save, I want to save talking, this will be a little tease for uh-huh. a future pod. Uh-huh. So I want to save talking about some of the stuff I talked about at the end that was like, why do I not get to experience that like healing yeah. or miracle, right? Like yeah. when, the, when I don't get to have the miracle. And we talked a little bit about this last week, I think. Yeah. Um, some of, of like, why does it happen to everybody else but me or feel like it does? Yep. Um, so Doug Brown is going to be preaching on May 21st. So I think that, which is just in a few weeks Yeah, and it's another like couple healing stories Mm -hmm. and he is going to be kind of giving a whole sort of, um, almost like an apologetic Mm. of miracles Mm -hmm. and like why that it's like why we and how we can believe that miracles happen. Mm -hmm. Uh, and then even kind of some of that processing, whether or not it, and like, what's their purpose. Yeah. What if they don't happen to me? What do I think about that? So yeah. he's going to be talking all about that. I, I really appreciated you bringing that up on Sunday, though, because mm-hmm. it's very pastoral to be understand like, hey, yeah. uh, when when you are called to Christ to follow him, it's not just to get yeses to all of your yes. <laughs> problems and needs. Yes. And also we acknowledge that sometimes it, from our perspective, it just doesn't feel fair. Mm-hmm. And I, I appreciate that you brought that up because I think that was caring for a lot of people in the room mm-hmm. who have that. Mm-hmm. ache in them of totally. why haven't I been healed? Why wasn't my husband healed? Why wasn't this totally. happening? Um, and going back to the grid that you showed at the beginning of Luke was so good too. Yeah, that was good. Which is the idea that, you know, can God do something? I'm going to butcher this off the top of my head, but okay. can God do something all the time? Yeah. Yes. Can God do... <laughs> oh, shoot. <laughs> Go back and listen to the episode. <laughs> but it was the idea nothing of God happens, does nothing. Nothing happens all the time. Yep. Everything happens all the time. Yep. Something happens all the time. Right. Or <laughs> everything happens all the time. I forget well, what I Well, it's the idea that yeah. every time we encounter Jesus, he's doing something, something. in us. Yeah, exactly. Um, is it a transforming, transforming miracle with us mm-hmm. physically, emotionally, spiritually? Not always, but doesn't yeah. mean that we haven't been touched yeah. and cared for by God. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Everything happens some of the time. Yes. And then something happens all of the time. You know what? I don't have cool. any tattoos, but I may. Just get the grid. Put I may on just you. get the grid right here <laughs> on my forearm. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. That's good. Um, but yeah, so that whole, yeah, that whole concept and obviously some like personal stories and things mm-hmm. like that that kind of make me process that. But mm-hmm. it really is Jesus in the Garden of Gethsemane that helps me a lot. That uh, helps me a lot. That yeah. whole thing where Jesus has said, like, Father, take this cup from me. He knows this cup of of the cross is yep. coming for him soon. And he is not what he wanted. No, it's like in his flesh, he recognizes yeah. this is going to be, this is going to be suffering. This yeah. is going to be painful. Yeah. All those things that we don't want. Also, Jesus also asked for those to be taken away, mm-hmm. but he says, yet not my will, your will be done. And it's like, okay, now he goes to the cross recognizing this is what needs to happen. Yeah. I'm going to go. I, I submit to this. Yeah. Um, I, it's one of the reasons I love Jesus and follow yeah, him is yeah. that, you know, Isaiah 53, he's the suffering servant. He's not just yeah. a, a savior who came and had all the worldly success and lived a charmed life and, you know, was never stunned by a bee yeah. <laughs> and then yeah. just dramatically rose in heavens and said, follow me. But yeah. no, he literally took the tortured, agonizing, um, un, <laughs> unwanted path. Yeah. 
that's where I don't understand when people don't believe in substitutionary atonement. Like, I don't understand how you like read the Garden of Gethsemane story, mm-hmm. you know, because just like that whole th- it's not like it was mm-hmm. just like, oh, cool, fine, I'm good with it, you know, like mm-hmm. he's Jesus is willing, but he's definitely like a substitution for what we have to, yeah. like, what we are supposed to experience. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. Anyway. So that, that just helps yeah. me when I'm suffering Sorry. or someone around me is suffering, knowing that Christ suffered. Yep. Understands. He gets it. Yep. Totally. So, all right. Let's uh let's check and see if we got any questions. Okay, so that's a little wrap on Luke 4, 31 yes. through 41. Oh yeah, so oh, so on May 22nd when we record, uh Doug wants to come on the podcast, he okay. said. Well, so we'll see. We haven't voted on we'll that. We'll see yet. how the sermon goes maybe. Yeah, we haven't that's that to be determined. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um Okay, so I did put up a thing that I'm going to take down like immediately after the pod on my Instagram, just because it's like, I don't want to, I guess, nah, I just said, like, ask me stories or ask me questions like right now. Like when we started recording, I asked for a couple questions. Okay. So like in like a half hour ago, you just did this. Yes. Okay. And did you get anything? We didn't get any, we did get some on this. We didn't get any emails this week. Okay. So please email podcast at calvarylife.org. Uh-huh. Um, we got one email that I just responded to like personally, because okay. I didn't think it was for the pod. Okay. That's uh, fine. Like, I actually don't think it was, maybe it was supposed to be for the pod, but I asked for clarification on something. Sure. Uh, then uh, on the in, on the Instagram, I got a couple questions. Okay. Mm-hmm. One is, if you two never existed, what band would you follow? <laughs> That's a good question. Okay. Full circle at the beginning of our talk. Yeah. All right. If you two never existed. I know. They didn't know that we had already talked about know, all this. So if you two never existed, what band would I follow? Well, what would be your number one band, in other words? Yes, I know what would be my main band. Because I do like kind of a dork about like some of this 90s music. Like I do like Counting Crows. I Ooh. do like, I did like Pearl Jam like a ton. I could have seen myself getting like uh, swept up in the Pearl Jam craze. <laughs> What's cool about like U2 being the band that I follow is it's like, they're not this like overtly Christian band, but they're yeah. kind of are, yeah. you know? And yeah. so I like that, like the band that I'm super into has like a lot of cr- spiritual imagery and spiritual yeah. overtones and a lot of biblical, I mean, biblical yeah. references in every album. Yep. Uh, so I like that that's like, as opposed to like Pearl Jam, who I just think is like cool. But... <laughs> so we had um, XM radio, like a free trial for three months. Oh, I love that. Um, yeah, I had that one And too. they had a Pearl Jam station. <laughs> yes. I listened to it one time. It was good. But it just had the same song over and over. You shouldn't make fun of that song. It's okay, serious. Sorry. Okay, sorry, serious. Sorry, 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 sorry. <laughs> Did you get any questions? Because I got somebody else sent like four questions. Okay, so this is depressing. I didn't realize this was going to be a competition. But Ooh. Eric posted on Instagram. Hey, doing our podcast right now. Do you have any questions? <laughs> so then he innocently invited me to do the same. So I went to my preferred social media of choice, yeah. which is Facebook. Yeah. <laughs> and I wrote, okay, boomer. Eric Wakeley and I host a weekly podcast for Calvary Church. Any serious, random, or funny questions you want us to try to answer on the episode? <laughs> and I just refreshed once again. Oh, crickets? We have one like. From Scott Seminar, Seminar, and no comments. Nothing. Oh, wow. Absolutely nothing. Oh, wait. You did it on the Calvary Church account, I think, didn't you? No, 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 no. Oh, wait. I did it on mine, I think. Interesting. Oh, no, because I have a, I'm like an admin of the Calvary one, and okay. it, because you tagged Calvary, it showed up in mine. That's really sad. Oh, yeah. One like. Thank you, That's Scott, it. for it's that been like. up, It's been up for 54 minutes. <laughs> Which also timestamps how long we've been talking. I wonder if, uh, I wonder if Facebook is not as much of an instant, um, huh. like gratification sort of situation, whereas Instagram, yeah, yeah. just yeah, that's, that's probably it. Oh, check this out. One of the questions is from this person named Patrick. Okay. Will Matt don't still be an A's fan after they move to Vegas, or will he switch to being a Giants fan? Wow. Okay. We already asked that question. That's we did. Crazy. We've covered it, so that was so thank not you, helpful Patrick. at all, Patrick. Patrick left like. A bunch of questions. So let's just see what else. Who's the better fantasy football manager between the two of you? Well, Doan has won a championship and I haven't. So I'll give that to you. Speaks for itself. (laughs) Uh, The OC triathlon was this weekend. Do you ever consider a basic triathlon or are those too easy now? Is basic and triathlon even? Are are they beneath you now that you've done an Ironman? (laughs) No, no, that's a uh, Olympic length triathlon, Ooh, the nice. OC one, and I would have wanted to do it, but it was on a Sunday, and I okay. missed too many. I can't do events on too many Sundays. Okay, 
you know, so yeah. I couldn't do that one, but it's like Lake Mission Viejo. Uh -huh. It's really close. Uh -huh. So I would have wanted to do that event. It's a very respectable event uh -huh. and it sounds fun. Question for you real quick. Yep. On your sabbatical, mm -hmm. was it weird to wake up on a Sunday and not have to come over here to Calvary? Like, was it a weird feeling? It was a little bit weird at first. I did a lot of the Sundays. I'd say most of the Sundays I did go to church somewhere. Okay. So I was still Just like, checking. I was Just checking. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, I was still like getting up and getting right. ready to go to church. But you're not getting here early. Not getting, oh yeah. yeah. It's kind of like the getting here early and stuff. Like that's, I love what we do, but I don't love getting here early. Sure. You know, although it, you know what's interesting though, not huh. to be like over spiritual about this no, or whatever, you be your... <laughs> but my favorite part now of Sundays, like uh -huh. I like love my prayer walk around the yeah. campus. Like I like, I genuinely look forward to mm -hmm. it, not like a duty or obligation. Mm -hmm. And it's like almost sort of personally my best sort of like spiritual quote unquote spiritual mm -hmm. experience mm -hmm. of like the day yeah because the rest of it i'm kind of thinking a lot about like i i am trying to be in the moment but i'm also kind of you know i've got the order of service in my mind sure. i'm kind of thinking about the flow of things yeah. thinking about you know what i'm gonna say and yeah. so so i don't know it's just kind of feels like a good time of like ministry yeah well you'd be a lot be like jesus in luke chapter four when after <laughs> Oh, don't. That's this Sunday. Oh, yeah. Okay. I won't give it away. <laughs> don't you can read away. on your own. <laughs> uh, who, who is your favorite? Fa this is to you. Who okay. is your favorite fashion designer besides Ed Hardy? <laughs> so Ed Hardy, if you don't know, it's kind of like, it's like kind of obnoxious clothes. And it happens to be part of the punishment outfit from our fantasy football league that we, Matt and I are Who's together. my favorite fashion designer? I don't know. Do you have a, I don't even know a fashion designer. Oh, and it says underneath it. This is for Doan, since he doesn't have Instagram. <laughs> he didn't even know we talked about this. Uh, but what's your, why don't you why aren't why don't you participate in Instagram? I do have Instagram. Do you think it's you don't like Instagram because of how it negatively affects young young women? <laughs> I guess that's a possibility, but no, no. I use my social media for different things. Facebook is where I connect with people, say happy birthday. Oh, you do like Twitter is where people. I do like baseball stuff. Yeah. And then Instagram. Actually, I haven't really found a reason to do Instagram, so it's, I don't post that much. <laughs> All right. Uh, so do you don't have a famous, a favorite fashion designer? No, do you? I think it's I would. Giorgio Armani. I that? would probably have to say <laughs> The Gap because that's where all my black t-shirts are from that I wear. <laughs> Ooh, we don't, we don't like The Gap as Oakland A's fans. Oh, because everybody hits into The Gap. Oh, and beats you. <laughs> Wait, what's, I don't understand. The owner of the A's, who's the evil one, owns the Gap. Oh, really? And, is, yeah. and the, that's, wait, the one that bought them and is taking them to Vegas? Mm -hmm. Oh. So you're supporting. You guys are like genuinely just listening to a conversation between <laughs> Matt and I. <laughs> and this could be really boring. Uh, okay. Okay, last one. There's yep. one more. Last yep. one. Question for both of you. Pick a celebrity doppelganger for the other person. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. All right. Hmm. Oh, that's, okay. That sound is me scratching my beard. <laughs> the thinking kind of process. Uh, uh, huh, let's see here. Oh, boy. Uh, you can go first, and I'll determine how nice or mean I should be. What's that guy? <laughs> Wilfred, Wilfred Brimley? The guy from, like, the, the oatmeal or whatever? <laughs> 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 oh, that's funny. No, you're that's like, really uh, no, I've got yours. All right. Bradley Cooper. Okay. Kind of the rugged beard look that yeah. he does. <laughs> Handsome fella. <laughs> yeah, I got, I go Bradley Cooper. All right. Uh, well, that was nice. I did one mean one nice. Okay. So my mean one's uh, <laughs> Eric Gagne, who was a relief pitcher for the Dodgers back when you had glasses. Bro, that was like everyone said that yeah, about me back I know. then. I know that because was... it was kind of uncanny. Yeah, you yeah. had the goatee going, goatee, black glasses, a little bit, uh, yeah, extra lbs. I know you're not trying to say that. No, but... no. <laughs> uh, and then who's your current one? Oh huh? boy! Oh man! Here we boy. go. This is rough. It's a, it's a toss up between Joe Biden and George Clooney. Not really sure. <laughs> Joe Biden. <laughs> oh, Joe Biden. That's terrible. <laughs> Oh, Do you man. get does anyone say anything to you like, oh, you kind of remind me of this guy? Does anyone say I look like Joe Biden? 
No. <laughs> who do you get? Who does do you want me to give you do, a political? Who, uh... <laughs> who, do, who does someone say that you look like? It would like just random people. Uh, I get a lot of Brad Pitt. <laughs> no, I don't. I don't think I look like anybody. Yeah. I don't know. I get Quentin Tarantino. <laughs> oh, interesting. You're like a less extreme Quentin Tarantino. Right. He's got real extreme features. Right. You right. don't have those extreme yeah. features. Yeah. So just take that as a compliment. All right. Thank you. Um, I'm just like refreshing Facebook. Yeah. You know, hoping for something. Got, I know. Like, okay. I'll, I'll do mine's nothing. Mine's nothing. It's all messed up because you made me accidentally go to the Calvary account. <laughs> Now it thinks I'm like the cal- on the Calvary account. Ugh. All right. Anyway, okay. I think we should let this go. Yep. Yep. <laughs> it's been an hour. Okay. All right, guys. Hey, you don't always win everyone. You don't know. You don't always hit a home run on every sometimes, swing. Do you think sometimes the asking for listener questions is a bad idea? <laughs> well, apparently it is because no one asks questions. Yeah, hey, no one asks questions, and also it's like only our. Sort of like friends that want to make us sound stupid. Right. Right. I think you know? they're setting us up, yeah, right? Exactly. Yeah. Uh, anything going on at Calvary? Ooh, we got lots going on at Calvary. We have the Legacy Planning Seminar okay. this Saturday, okay. which That's you can exciting. still sign up for. Okay. It actually is exciting if this is if you need to establish a will or trust. Yep. Mostly a trust. I remember Marie looking at me when we flew to yep. Florida yep. and she's like, we need to get this done in case yep. we die in a plane crash. Yep. It's like, wow, that's a nice thought before we get on a plane. Yeah, exactly. And we, Calvary, uh, like even financially supports this ministry mm-hmm. that helps people do this. And then we, this is a service to you. So okay. this is a way we are serving you as people. I mean, I don't think like anybody out there doesn't know that we'd probably be stoked if you also included Calvary in sure. your will or trust. Yeah. Uh, but it's not required at all. It's yeah. not required at all. Would we love that? Of course we would. Yeah. You know? Um, and it is like a, a great way that you can give to Calvary or other kingdom purposes, kingdom yeah. purposes, charitable, like contribution kind of stuff. Yeah. And have that be where your money would go to that instead of the government. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then... Uh, so that's coming up this Saturday. You can find out more on the website. Mm-hmm. And then what else we got going on? Okay, how to read, how not to read the Bible coming up on Wednesday. Yes. So session four of that, but not too late to jump in. So we're halfway through that Wednesday night study. That and sounds, that's been really good. Sounds really good. Um, we, what else do we have? Got a leadership event. Oh Sunday. yeah. The thank y'all. Yep. That's like a appreciation for all of our volunteer leaders out yep. there. That's Sunday night. So yep. lots to be looking forward to. And if you're not volunteering anywhere, we would love for you to jump in. There's mm-hmm. spots, holes exactly. <laughs> all around our ministries that we would love just to include you and use your gifts. If anybody out there is like, not like a Matt don't has an administrative assistant, but just like, I think like a personal assistant, <laughs> yes. like just for somebody to kind of like yes. dial his life in a little bit. Uh, okay. Here's, here's three immediate needs I have. Okay. I need someone to figure out the buttons on my radio, the presets. <laughs> That's not what I was expecting. <laughs> I also need someone to put a quarter always in my car because I've been shopping at Aldi's lately. My oh, wife and I shop yeah. at Aldi's in Tustin and you need a quarter to put into the Stupid shopping cart. Shopping it's very, it's very European. Yeah, it is. And then you can't release the shopping cart until you have a quarter in the little slot. And yesterday I didn't have a quarter, but I had like a little uh, like round thing. So I tried putting that in there and it didn't work. Oh. And then finally some guy felt sorry for me. He walked by. He's like, need a quarter, bro? And I'm like, yeah, I need a quarter. I've only been there one time. And I didn't have quarters. And this place is like 500 yards from my house. <laughs> I didn't have any quarters either. And I was just like holding a bunch of stuff yes, in my hands. Yes, and it was the other so route. annoying. Yes, yes, for sure. So, okay. I didn't really like my experience there. So I didn't go back. Do well, you like Aldi? I like the prices. Okay. Yeah, sure, sure, sure. Prices can are you, amazing. Can you go in there thinking, I want to cook something and buy the things? Or do you have to go in there and just sort of buy what they happen to have that day? It felt like they don't have the things that stores have bro it's called walking around you find everything you need okay Milk, so your eggs cheese chicken i know all that stuff i have candy. on my farm <laughs> oh, that's true <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's great no but they just have all that yeah you just yeah, feel like they have the there's some need. limitations there's some limitations sure sure but sure. if you ever want an imitation vanilla waiver wafer <laughs> that's the place to go Really? Delicious. Oh, yeah, yeah. So not Nilla. It's like... It's like the knockoff version. Vanny's wafers. Yep. 
So yeah, if you live anywhere near Tustin, go to the, as we've spoken about before, go to the, what's it called? Micro Center? No. Um, oh, Micro Center. Yeah. Is that the place? Yeah. But also that little area, that zone, you got Aldi's cheap. Yeah. You can go get a few expensive things across the street at Trader Joe's. Expensive. And then you can go down the street to the discount grocery outlet. Yeah. This is amazing. You can get cereal bigger than your head for like $1.99. I'm like a snob, I guess, because I only go to Trader Joe's and Smart and Final. Yeah. I like I like those places. It's difference between senior pastor and oh, associate pastor. Trader Joe's is like not <laughs> expensive. <laughs> but it did take a while to get used to they don't have everything either. Yeah. So if I could have an assistant, always stock oh, my yeah, car with yeah. quarters. There you go. And, uh, and clean your office, too, you and said, And do right? a preset. Didn't you want your my, office cleaned? Yeah, I need my books alphabetized. Whoa, you want to go alphabetical or color coded? I'm not quite. I'm not quite sure. <laughs> All right, I think with that we have done enough here. So thank you, Matt Doan, and thank you for listening to the Calvary Life Podcast. Thanks again for listening to the Calvary Life Podcast. If you'd like to share any of your thoughts, please reach out to us at podcast at calvarylife.org. You can find out more about the show on Instagram at Calvary Life or on our website at calvarylife.org/podcast.